it's a railway oh it's a railway passenger car <laughs> that can accommodate <laughs> all passengers Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike across Wikipedia like a bunch of little fact hoppers. Uh, I'm your mixmaster, Kyle, and with me, as always, are my dropped beats. I'm Sky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tim. How apt? Sure. Thanks. We gotta we gotta work on the rhythm of this. Thanks for playing along with me there. Uh. You know, I, I, I try say, to do these little... I'm the only one that sometimes goes first, sometimes goes after, has to think about it every time. <laughs> we do it just to get that that one moment uh, of, of which, of, which of us is it uh, every time. It's very good. I, I never I never get tired of it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this, this is a, uh, you know, this is a podcast where I have our uh, my two friends here. Uh, start at one point on Wikipedia and work their way to another point on Wikipedia using just the links on those pages, and we race to see who can get there first. Um, I uh, I kind of alluded to it a little bit in the in the opening tonight, uh, but it's a little bit of an odd episode because uh, we had a tragedy with the last episode. Uh, we, this is not quite a uh, episode thirty cake uh, situation, uh, but it is reminiscent of it. Um, We lost some of the audio from the previous episode, so we're going to take that game and remix it a little bit in that we're doing a very similar run, but uh, the guys are not allowed to use the same routes that they did uh, in the previous run. So, uh, Tim, if you get anywhere near John Machida Jr., or Sky, if you go near... um, I forget what you even... What you went near on yep. the, the last run. Me too. Good. So you great. know what? No, we did it right. We did it right then. Anyway, then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you guys. I will force you to go to a random web page on Wikipedia. Uh, that sound all right to you guys? Yep. So, that sounds fair, right? Mm-hmm. I'll click Still random right. and I'll somehow end up on Sonic the Hedgehog. Ah, uh, don't you dare, Tim! <laughs> don't you dare. Um. Anyway, uh. So we are in with our with our remix uh, episode tonight. What we're going to do is we're going to play a similar game, uh, or rather the same opening game. Uh, I think I think we're going to. Uh, I actually don't remember which of you went one last time, so I'm going to see if this hits me a little differently than it did uh, uh, two weeks ago. It's a fascinating <laughs> experiment. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to see if if my sense of humor is based wholly on how awake I am, in that it is not very at this time. Um, so, so uh, our our run tonight, oh, I, which I actually have to say because you guys know it, but our audience doesn't. Uh, our run tonight is going to start from the page for P.O. Box, uh, for Post Office Box. Uh, and again, as I mentioned in the last episode that we did, uh, we're trying to make sure that we're, you know, we're trying to continue to bring bring recognition to the people, the, the good, hardworking people of the post office. And this was a fun way to do that. Um, the And they're going to the page for model car, specifically model car. Remember, uh, we have, there are several surrounding yeah. pages, but that's the one you're aiming for. I do remember that. Yeah. 
we'll see how that plays. Um, anyway, uh, the opening game that I had planned for the guys last time is uh, still probably funny, uh, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> it, it, the scene here, Sky, is just me taking this this little like Tupperware tub out of the the, out of the fridge. I like know. looking at him, you're like, oh, this humor's this humor's still. It's only two weeks old. It's it's probably fine. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. It's fine. Anyway, um, the opening game uh, for tonight is I'm is that you know those trucks, those little trucks that the post office uh, has you has used for years and years and years, many of which are still are breaking down, even though they've been in service for you know decades at this point. They are, yes, they are very well recognized. And I think that really what, what they really need to do, what, what the post office needs to do to get back into the spotlight, back to people so that they recognize them and notice them and, and really want to uh, you know, like support the post office, is they need to rebrand their vehicle. And I would like to hear from you guys what you would describe as the perfect vehicle that they could use to rebrand to take to... to uh, uh, <laughs> to get past uh, to, to uh, update their trucks mm-hmm. i'm just now real i'm remembering immediately what you guys both did and I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited about this again go ahead. who would like to start uh i'll, I'll go first this time it's part right, of the okay. experiment what do you got then uh so just with everything that's happened in the world and uh-huh. what our potential future might be uh, I recommend Scary. that they take a, more of a Mad Max approach to uh-huh. uh, delivering the mail. Uh, really strip down those trucks, maybe put some fence posts on the sides <laughs> for protection, uh, like spikes. Okay. Um, have a guy in a ripped postal uniform on top with like a guitar, of course. Uh, just oh, so you yeah, need. obviously. Uh, just doing the the, the, the guitar riffs. With a flamethrower, is there a flamethrower involved with this? If budget allows, I'm not. I don't really. I don't really think that that fire and the mail mix really well, though. (laughs) That's what I was gonna ask. Um, I'd say maybe more like, like a, like a cannon, like a small cannon that shoots like, like sleet (laughs) and hail. Hey. (laughs) Um. Oh, oh! So you're making it more difficult for them to deliver the mail. No, no, no. I mean, they're firing that at people that want to come after them. Oh, I see. Because, uh, oh, you know, like like the poem goes, like, rain, snow, sleet, or hail, nothing will uh-huh. stop the mail. I think it's time for them to use that in their favor. Hold on. Hold on, Tim. I, I need to go back to a mo- for a moment. Did you just say, okay, rain, snow, sleet, or hail? Yeah. Nothing will stop the mail. Is that the is that the yeah? Is that a real rhyme or is that just hold on a second? That's a real real rhyme. Is it? Rain it's part sleep? of the the post office theme it's, song. It's not the. It's what is the actual? <laughs> oh, um, okay. It's, it's rain the, nor the motto nor... itself. This is the motto. Yes. Neither snow nor rain nor heat nor gloom of night stays these curious yeah, from yes. the swift completion of their pointed rounds. So I added hail. You made a cool rhyme out of it. And I also added sleet. I just noticed. But I mean, in in the apocalypse, in the apocalypse, we're probably just going to have sleet and hail more than actual snow and rain. So, Right, right, right. And I mean, gloom of night, though, is going to be right out there. (laughs) I mean, it's going to be it's going to be kind of an amber burning sky. But yeah. Yeah. You know, just generally. Um, All right, Tim, that is that's intense. 
<laughs> I remember that being less intense, but it's intense. Um, all right, uh, Sky, would you? What would you like to? Uh, what would you like to do to these to these poor trucks? My whole thing was the trucks are not poor; they're great trucks. Uh, uh-huh. All you do is you put like you mount a t-shirt cannon on the top of them. Oh yes, the t-shirt <clears throat> cannon! You stole Tim's bit. Wait. I didn't steal Tim's. No, he didn't steal 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 mine. No, 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 no. no. All I'm referencing is that Tim very in past episodes of this show. Oh, the t-shirt. Tim, he I I believe I don't know if this is a thing that only Tim has done, but I feel Mm. like Tim has put t-shirt cannons on a lot of (laughs) objects. Have you, Tim? Maybe one or two. Yeah. I always think back to like when you're playing that wrestling RPG. Oh, yes. Cannon. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, you just like ch- chunk out the mail with the t-shirt cannon so you don't have to like, you know, get out or <laughs> chunk like, reach out over. the mail. I it's like just that. boosh into the box. <laughs> Nothing will stop these carriers from chunking out their appointment. Because mm-hmm. the trucks are great. Nothing wrong with the yeah. trucks. No, the trucks are fine. Yeah. Uh, they are very recognizable. I enjoy them quite a lot. There's different sizes, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, there's one like for like no, I'm for the t-shirt cannon gun. Oh, oh, oh right. One right. for like packages. <laughs> okay. Where you're just oh, that one's just dangerous though, Scott. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So okay, I I have questions for you both, um, Tim. Mm-hmm. Uh. Is this see the the thing that I'm worried about here? Is this carrier uh, dog proof? Like, is this going to actually protect uh, carriers from dogs as well? Is that is that or is this uh, you know, is it just like dangerous to everything? I said, I guess. I mean, it's dangerous to everything. Uh, I mean, there's nothing okay. especially uh, made for repelling dogs. Okay. All right. Uh, and Sky, um, I need to know: uh, Do they let people know before they deliver the mail, or is it just launched into your house? Oh, well, I mean, it's launched into your mailbox or your doorstep. So I <laughs> guess you probably learn like the first time. Yeah. Okay. Not you get, to be you out get at the... the time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. I'm still very much enjoying this. I, I Tim, I'm so sorry, but. I have to go with the t-shirt cannon on this one mm. or the, I guess the, uh, the post office cannon. Uh, this is, <laughs> this is a weird way to say this. Uh, I, I just enjoy the sound, like can the we... mental, the mental, the chunk. Yeah. Can I just call it the mail chunker? The... Wow. wow. Yeah. No. Yes. I, I'm fine with that. Sky, you're not fine with that. No, that's, I think that works. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so without in, without interrogating that at all and just not thinking about it, we're just going to go with that with the mail chunker. Um, Sky, uh, you are going to lead us off tonight from the post office box page to model car. Yeah, post office box. It's commonly related as PO box, also known as a postal box. It's a uniquely addressable lockable box located on the premises of a post office station. Man, I remember some good times on this page. Yeah, we did we did some good bits. I here. don't know how we got to it, but I remember rotating photos of people. Oh no, I didn't have a dream. Did I? Oh. Was it 
No, I had a dream. I don't remember it. I had what? a dream, but then Stephen ha- had oh, the fear yeah. of, of, of the childhood fear of this, apparently. Yeah. yeah I had a Are we going to let the audience the in on post this? The office or? box was on the floor. Like, I went to the the um the post the post office and yes, all the post office boxes were on the floor you like pulled them out i think that sounds awesome yes. yeah and it was just it's very national treasure. it's very national treasure it just felt more exotic i guess more <laughs> exciting uh but you know, most of the time they're just in the wall and you open it up and there's some mail in there and you pull it out we also talked. I like how this is more like just a recap of the episode that was lost. Uh, we also talked about if we had, if any of us had any postal boxes. I Correct. I had one and in college. I, my parents had one growing yes. up. Tim and I was baffled by this because I never had that when I was in college. What did you have? In, like, did you live from live at home? No, I I was yeah I was a, I was a commuter. Oh, you're a commuter through your whole college yes. experience. Yes, that, uh, okay. I'm 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 very poor. I didn't know that. <laughs> I yes. You didn't know I was very poor? My goodness. Well, I didn't know that you, you commuted No, the, I'm joking. It's time. a joke. I'm so, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I commuted the whole time. I did, however, uh, when I worked on the uh, student newspaper, student newspaper, yeah, of course. Um, I did, however, have a mailbox there. Uh, but it wasn't a P.O. box. It was literally just an inbox tray with my name on it. Gotcha. So I, I guess thinking about it now, if you count that, then yes, I did. But if, but if not, no, I, I never happened. Gotcha. I like the number of boxes section. The quantity of of post office boxes in a station varies widely. Stations so of wide. small areas are often equipped with fewer than a hundred boxes. While stations in a central business district or a CBD area may offer a combined quality quantity of over two hundred thousand post office boxes. I would like to note that it says citation needed there, but it really doesn't because this is a very generic statement. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, this is so like some areas that have small stations have fewer than 100 boxes. That's reasonable. That, that make, I mean, there's a really good chance that that's true. And then places with that are in central business districts have may offer may, they even put a may in there. A combined total of more than, so just anything higher than that. Yeah. Um, so, but someone felt the need to, citation needed that. Uh, you can get them in Japan. They give them to you for free, apparently. But, but you have to pick it up regularly and rent it for six months or more. Okay. Uh, in Canada, they're available in different sizes. General, Generally available all over. Uh, Australia, they are only one size in four different versions. So wait, <laughs> they come in one size, but wait, there's different is... versions. Uh, Australia. Oh, this isn't. This is Austria. Sorry. Yeah, I, I like Australia, looked at Australia I'm five and sizes. I started reading oh, Austria. Okay, yeah. Australia is like small, medium, large, jumbo, and A4. Ooh. I don't know what A4 means. It sounds a little imposing. Yeah. No, no, no. Let's just. I mean, yeah. Let's why just would let you, it be a scary? Who thing. who goes from jumbo to A four? I mean, Australians. Obviously. Why not like gargantuan or like? Oh yeah, I hear I, Titanic. Yeah, you know, like like why why I suddenly really why suddenly that. get professional? <laughs> it's weird. It's good. 
I really enjoy the the next line. The the different size boxes can be mixed almost completely arbitrarily on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I mean, they don't they don't qualify that with anything. They don't give any more description. There's no as in like, you know, it says almost completely, so that means there's some system to it, but they don't say anything about it. And also, I mean, just like f- to what end? I'm just I'm. It's there's such there's a story there, and I just wish they'd given us more of it. I really like the details here because talk about New Zealand. And it says the annual fee is paid annually in advance, and you just know that like <laughs> they these editors are just like googling like New Zealand post office yes. boxes and like seeing what the rules are. Yes, but yeah, Austria only one size, four versions. Only post addressed to the PO box will be delivered to it, or all mail addressed to the address of the customer in the P.O. box will be delivered to the P.O. box or same as one, but for businesses or <laughs> same as two, but for businesses, they are generally available at all post offices throughout the country. Wow. But that's that's only that last part is only about the fourth version. Whoa. Hold on. Only mail from Austrian post can be delivered to Austrian P.O. post boxes. Okay. But there are also private companies do, offering the same service, but, for example, completely anonymous or for parcel. Anonymous is capped there? As in, like, the anonymous? Yeah. Like, I, is is that based in Austria? I think they may have just accidentally given someone out. You've given someone out it's there. Possible. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything else we wanted to talk about. We, there's also locked bags. You can have a locked bag. I did... I do still really like the concept of a locked bag. I don't know why it intrigues me, but just like, I like it's just like a duffel bag that is in inaccessible from one side. Like you just really all you need is a knife and turning it upside down. That's just I mean, you just lock one end of this duffel bag essentially. That's that's it's just mm-hmm. the thing. I, I don't know why I enjoy that, but I do. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh. Yeah, there's caller service. Anything you want oh, to talk about? Oh, someone else. Uh, so someone else makes mention of the arrangement of the boxes in the North America section. Uh, in the U.S., PO boxes are generally available through the postal service. They are usually arranged from the smallest boxes at the top to the largest boxes at the bottom. Is this something that people care about? Hold on a second. Did I miss something where this is like a? Is this important? <laughs> I mean, it's not up. It's not up for us to determine what interests people on Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. Uh, I mean, we're on a page for post office boxes. It's it's a good page, Tim. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like there's some pattern here that I'm not picking up. And I if I did, it probably is a national treasure situation. There's probably the Declaration of Independence in one of those boxes mm-hmm. that's stacked in a particular order. Just got to break the code. <laughs> the box code. Yep. <sighs> oh, no, it's the zip code. Oh, no, Tim. You're there on you to go. <laughs> I mean, Ben Franklin, father of the post office. Is he, yep. is he really? <laughs> He's used Franklin spectacles <laughs> to find the, the post office box with the secret writing on it. <laughs> then you... Oh, and that's no. that's his post and, office box, and you open yeah, it up, course. and you, and when you, you open, probably get a disease. It, 
there's an almanac. Oh no, yeah, that oh. no, that's probably more accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Where am I going? Where are you that's going? That's the question. I have an idea. So when we recorded this last time, I got an idea mm-hmm. mid midway and couldn't like get to it. Right. Um. I don't know if it's gonna happen again. Ooh, <laughs> ooh! I'm clicking on UPS. I doubt it'll be what just came to me, but I'm gonna do it just in case. Okay. So, uh, you are clicking on UPS. All right, that sounds good. So I am okay. uh, trying a different route this time. Good. My that's the my point. John Machida Jr. strategy. Served me well, but it can't be used again, unfortunately. It was good, though. I will pull. I will say that I was very surprised. Had not considered it, and I was. I was impressed. I mean, I didn't have it from the start. It, it was. It was sort of an on the fly kind of thing. But yeah. I do have a plan now. And to okay. start my plan, I'm going to click on pedestrian zone. Uh oh. Oh no! Does this cross? Does it cross? Is it? Is it off limits to him if I went there? Oh, did you? Is that where you? Yeah, went? that's where I. That's what I clicked on. Last oh. oh man, I totally forgot about okay, that. Okay, then. Um, let's try something else then. It would be very funny if it's just like. Just, <laughs> I should have just let you go go and see what would happen. That actually is. You know what? I mean, I'll allow it if Sky's okay with it. That's all. I'm fine with it. It's a, it's a pretty okay page. It's not as funny as you might think it is. <laughs> oh no, it's that's that's a clue. I don't want that. Um, <laughs> virtual mailboxes. Ooh. Oh boy! Renting. Ugh. Oh, I'm gonna try renting. Options, yeah. Rent, renting, renting. Yeah. Um. Okay. All right. Well, we're starting though with the with UPS, not the USPS. Which we just left. The United Parcel Service. It's an American multinational package delivery and supply chain management company. Uh, the US the UPS brand name in a fashion similar to that of competitor FedEx is used to denote many of its divisions and subsidiary subs, subsidiaries that were whatever. Including yeah. its cargo line, UPS Airlines. Uh, it's freight based trucking operation and its delivery drone airline. Well wow. I'm sorry, UPS what? flight forward. What? Wait, is that that can't be real? They they have delivery drones. I mean, they're definitely planning on it. Deep boop. Oh, I hate this. Coming for you. Okay. Deep boop, human. Uh, <laughs> Sign for this package. Tim, when do you think it was founded? Uh, nineteen eleven. Like company. Very close. Wow. Uh, yeah. The first like rendition of it 1907 whoa messenger very good yeah you were Uh, near dead on yeah uh i don't know what did it when was it first called ups uh on on august 28th 1907 james casey founded the american messenger company with claude ryan which makes it sound like an old-timey um like a radio show yeah yeah capitalized with 100 dollars of debt oh boy um, so they focus primarily <laughs> on package delivery to retail stores with special delivery mail delivered for its slide client 
the U.S. Post Office. Yeah. In nineteen in nineteen thirteen, it acquired a Model T Ford. As its very first delivery vehicle. Yeah. Wow. And formed the Merchant's Parcel Delivery. Pretty cool. The MPD. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it just kept expanding and delivering more stuff. That's <laughs> that's what this reads to me like here. I mean, yeah, it's it's really what it comes down to. Um, they, I mean, there's a whole bit about the Great Depression and how they stopped their air service because, um, <clears throat> because people weren't sending packages during that time, mm-hmm. and then they just kept growing. It looks like hmm. I, I do like. There's a section that here just called 21st Century, which makes it sound like they're very futuristic. Yeah. And like the most iconic thing is there is the van, right? That's what I. That's right. why I'm like, oh. it is very. Is it, iconic, is it Dale yes. Jarrett that drives the UPS car? And there's that whole thing about him driving the truck back in the day. Oh. That whole PR stunt. Tip knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> this guy knows. Mm. Uh, that's what I was hoping to get. And then NASCAR. I'm like NASCAR model model cars. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, could get there, but um, no, they don't have that on here though. But they do talk about yeah. I'm not seeing. They it. do talk about the van, the car. Um, it's called a package car. Uh, there's a lot of different versions. Uh, you won't be surprised to find out that it looks like all the ones in Europe are much cooler than ours. Oh yeah. Uh, out of again, out of a uh, a situation where my job has frequently taken me to look at like international like approaches to transportation. Uh, yeah, they get way cooler cars and trucks than we do. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, they, they just look so much cooler. It's basically a spaceship. Wow. I mean, they have one here that's the, okay, the Modec electric-powered van in Germany. I can't very describe cool. this in any other way except to say it's basically a small space shuttle. Um, it's so shiny. It's so shiny. They're just They're just very cool. Um, what do they say about this? Oh, okay, it's in German. Great, thanks. That's useful. Um, but like, basically, if you go back to the ones, like, if you just you, you go to the ones that are here, which are just boxes that yell at you, like, you know, versus this electric one in Germany that's basically a space shuttle that will not make any noise. Like, what the heck? How did this happen? How do we not have this? Hmm. It looks so cool. It looks so cool. I I would love to have more of these trucks around. Uh, most packaged cars have no air conditioning. <laughs> this has been oh. considered to be a contributing factor to heat stroke and other heat-related health problems uh, in drivers who work in these vehicles for the entire shift. Great. Uh, mm. So, since I can't go... Oh. Hold on. There. Hold on, I have to share this. Uh, if we're talking about other vehicles from UPS, um, there is, I guess they're getting back to bike delivery in Vancouver, Washington, and in several cities in, in Portland or in Oregon. And now they have the E-Drive Electric Assisted Cargo Tricycle. Hell yeah. Which, how how to describe? Oh, nope. Uh, Germany still is cooler than us. Okay, so the the one in um, in Portland is 
Uh, it's like one of those recumbent bikes, uh, but with a with a tank on it, essentially. But the one in Germany, uh, I don't know if this if you guys remember or if this puts you in the mind of this either. But the one in Germany is basically like the front of one of those like open panel helicopters uh with a small package uh a small package locker in the back it's very cool looking oh my gosh like you could literally just put a helicopter on or oh yeah like a set of rotor blades on that and it would be, a, be helicopter. a helicopter it's pretty cool oh my gosh that's so Got cool a little water mm. bottle holder it does doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> stay hydrated yeah, uh, and that would be so much cooler. Oh my gosh, how cool is that? Ah. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, I gotta decide where I'm gonna go here. I think um, there's trains here. Well, oh. well, there's intermodal, intermodal freight transport. I'm just trying to decide, like between mm-hmm. between planes, trains, automobiles, and vans. And bicycles. What's going to be like the one that gets me closest to like toy versions of those or model versions of those? (laughs) Yeah, I think you could probably find toy versions of all of those pretty easily, but the model ones are going to be a little, that's a a step further. Yeah, I feel like there's model airplanes a lot. That's true. I want to go to UPS Airlines. (laughs) Model model trains are a whole thing. Oh, they are. Could also just go to I Model can't. T for the Model T. You could. That is uh, not the same kind of model, but it is a model. Pullman railroad cars. Uh, I can't make this decision for you, Sky. Uh, <laughs> this is tough. Wow, I don't remember this being. You definitely didn't have this much trouble picking links in the last time we did. Yeah, this. I didn't win. Fair, fair point. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Okay, so under company brand, there's brown, the brown color that yeah. UPS uses on its vehicles and uniforms is called Pullman Brown. Uh, company founder James E. Casey originally wanted company vehicles to use a yellow paint scheme, but one of his partners, Charlie Soderstrom, stated that a yellow vehicle would be hard to keep clean and that Pullman Brown railroad cars were brown for this very reason. Um, during the, tw- the, the uh, 2000s, the company used the familiarity of its color scheme and advertising slogan, what can brown do for you? Mm-hmm. Great. I've got Pullman railroad cars. I'm gonna, it's right there. I'm going to click yeah. on that. Okay. Um, renting. Renting. Tim? Uh, Renter redirects here. For the Estonian economist and chess player, see Raoul Renter. Oh, dang. That's what I wanted to go yeah. to, though. Uh, renting, also known as hiring or letting. And that is upsetting. Mm-hmm. That just made me realize that hiring, having a job, is a form of renting someone to yeah. do stuff for oh, you. Oh, my gosh. Tim, did you never get this discussion in uh, in journalism classes? No. Where, oh my gosh, I can't remember which like newspaper magnate whoever uh, mentioned this, but like 
Like their whole thing was that they rented your brain for a set of hours. So they wanted all of your knowledge. Like it wasn't like, oh, if you don't know this, you should. Or if you know this, but you, but it's not related to your job, you shouldn't like write about this story. He's like, no, I'm renting your brain for eight hours a day. You know, like, so I'm I'm ex- I'm expecting you to use all of your all of everything that you know. And I I always thought I was like, oh, this is the creepiest thing I've ever oh, heard. Oh yeah, that's wow. terrible. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, but you're right. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> if you think about it, it's that's what it is. It's an agreement where a payment is made for the temporary use of a good, service, or property owned by another. A gross lease, they're all gross, is when the tenant p- mm. pays a flat rental amount and the landlord pays for all property charges regularly incurred by the ownership. Oh, that's nice. An example, an example of renting is equipment rental. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's right. Sure. Don't explain that. Just say that's an mm-hmm. example of it. That's how that's how examples work. Is you just say Let's what it here. is um, without explaining it. Short-term rental of all sorts of products already represents an estimated 108 billion euro or 160 billion dollar annual market in Europe and is expected to grow further as the internet makes it easier to find specific items available for rent. According to a poll by YouGov, 76% of people looking to rent would go to the internet first to find what they need, rising to 88% for those ages uh, 25 to 34. A 2010 U.S. survey found 27% of renters plan to never buy a home. That might be me. I might be one of those. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I, I would, I would like to. There, you know, but yeah, things, things are what they are. Let's see here. Uh, some non-real properties commonly available for rent or lease are. So this is like real in the sense of like real estate. So this is personal yeah. property we're talking about. So what can you rent? You can rent motion pictures on VHS or DVD, <laughs> audio oh. CDs, or computer programs on CD-ROM. You can rent transport equipment such as automo- such as an automobile or a bicycle. You can rent ships and boats, in which case rental is known as chartering, and rent is known as hire or freight. You can rent aircraft in which case rental is known as chartering or leasing if the rental is no longer term. Um, you want to know what other place you can get all of that stuff at except for everything below ships and boats on that list you can get at your local library probably or a library not far from you. All you can that. get a deck chair, a beach chair, and an umbrella? Possibly. I, I know that my library uh, rents out... Um, uh, power tools all you the time. You can get a chainsaw I, at your library? I can, actually. Can you get a forklift? Uh, would you like me to try? Yes! <laughs> Absolutely. Please go <laughs> to your local library and ask if they have a forklift you can use. You have to find it in the Dewey Decimal System, though. <laughs> uh, I just actually, I put I put a book on hold for like the first time over the weekend. And I'm waiting for it to come in and be available. Oh, dang. And I'm excited. Because I first went to, like, I went yeah. to Amazon. They're like, oh, I need to buy this book if I want to read. Wait a minute. Hold on, Hold a, on second. a second. I, there's a library around. Maybe they have this book. Uh, I pay taxes mm-hmm. for this and for this exact reason. Yep. 
or one of the this exact reason. I'm I'm just and only mentioning libraries here because renting book. is yeah. So congratulations. What was the book, Tim? It is um I can't remember what it's called. It's a book on asexuality. Oh, no. <laughs> oh that's cool. I heard on a podcast recently. I'm like, I should read that. That looks interesting. That's awesome, actually. Yeah. And renting, uh, rent to own. Um, man, those used to be so common. Yeah. Growing up, rent to own places. And then there's not much else here that's interesting. So uh, I'm also sad to report that I, I'm reading the page on Raul Renter, Raul Renter, mm-hmm. um, the Estonian chess champion. Um, it is also not super interesting. However, he did get multiple gold and gold and silver medals uh, in chess competition, chess competitions. I guess it sounds fancier if I say competitions, competition uh, in Estonia. Yeah, in Estonia. So that's cool. So but yeah, I, I, I'm sorry to report that it is not as exciting as I was hoping. Well, you know, at least you tried. Yeah. That's the pursuit right, of knowledge. What you, what's going on? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so transport is linked. Automobile is linked. Bicycle is linked. Yeah. Chainsaw is linked. Is it? Hold on. I missed that. It is. So is forklift. <laughs> wow. Uh, man. Automobile or bicycle. So chainsaw is linked, but not laptop. Nope. Beach chair is linked. Like, specifically a beach chair versus a deck chair? There is... They're different chairs? Yeah. There is an entire Wikipedia article on beach chair. Oh, well, I'm pocketing this for one of our next runs. Because <laughs> uh, I'm assuming you're not going there. No. I, I gotta go to automobile. I don't All think right, bicycle's going to get us any closer to model cars. I will mention that this is close to where Sky uh, looped around a bit, so just just putting that in your mind. Yep, I will. I will figure something out. Got it. Uh, Sky, the Pullman car or coach? Yeah, here it is. It's big and brown, like <laughs> like just like that guy said. As promised. Uh, used to refer to railroad sleeping cars that were built and operated on most U.S. railroads by the Pullman Company, founded by George Pullman, from 1867 to December 31st, 1968. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually very surprised that they do not mention uh, on the see also here, although uh, there's bun- there's bunches of, well, bunches. There are a couple of fun things here. Um, very surprised they don't mention Murder on the Orient Express, in which like that's a like the sleeping cars are basically a whole part of that 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 story. Yeah, but not not mentioned here. Not mentioned. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, it also refers to railway dining cars in Europe that were operated by the Pullman Company or lounge cars operated by the Compagnie Internationale des Wagons Wagons Litz. Wagons lit. Yeah, these, these wagons, wagons are lit. lit. Uh, yeah. Um, nicknamed Pullman Coach was used in some European countries for the first long four-axle electric tram cars. Whoa. That's pretty much uh, this is a thing. 
Yeah, that's that's really the. It just keeps page. being like there's other train sort of things called Pullmans, and here's where it all is, which I guess makes sense because Pullman, get it? It's pulling. Yeah. Um, uh, I do really enjoy man. that in the, um, the Greek and Italian, the word Pullman is used to refer to a, a bus coach in Greek. It would be spelled out as Greek. They they write it in Greek lettering there. Yeah. I was like, don't know. That's useful. For someone, but not for me. <laughs> no. Uh, Pullman loaves is a, are a type of long square bread developed to be baked in the small kitchens of rail cars. I want to click that so so bad. <laughs> it's very tempting. They're small. It's yeah, they're small. It's like model a model car. I should click on it. I can't <laughs> believe that there's a whole Wikipedia. That can't be a big. Um... It's not. I clicked. Okay. Are there pictures? I couldn't hold. I couldn't hold back, Sky. I'm sorry. I hope there's pictures. There's picture. Give me, oh. I will share one second. Um, it's it is just a loaf of bread, and but I guess again, like the idea being that it is square, oh. so that I it's just like it's tiny. It's it's yeah, compact. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was used on the car for efficiency reasons, according to this Wikipedia page. Three Pullman loaves occupied the same space as two standard round top loaves, thus maximizing the use of space in the small Pullman kitchen. Very nice. Uh, I'm going to click on sleeping cars and just hope that I get closer to, like, train. Yeah, that's, that's reasonable. Um, Tim. <laughs> All right, one of you is on... Yeah, sleeping car. The other is on just on car. Mm-hmm. Automobile. Damn, what's going on? For the Estonian economist and chess player, see Raoul Automobile. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, cars came into global use during the 20th century and developed economies depend on them. Yeah. Because you got to get to work and stuff now. Yeah, when for when they rent out your brain. Yeah, there are costs and benefits to car use. Costs. Except that's not true anymore, though, because uh, we can all work from home now, which we all realized suddenly when we had to. But you still got to get to the store. Right. Yes. Unless that's unless true. it's around the corner, and then then you're you got it made. It's good. Oh, but then Tim, I mean, we have to think about how our how our uh, public areas are, are organized and why right. we only have. Why there are food deserts anyway? Why everything I'm sorry, is I'm... paved over in pavement and. Uh, I've watched too much Adam ruins everything. Anyway, yeah. let's keep going. Uh, costs to the individual include acquiring the vehicle, interest payments that the car is financed, <laughs> repairs and maintenance, fuel, depreciation, driving time, parking fees, taxes and insurance. I'm glad we have podcasts now to mitigate the driving time costs. Honestly, I appreciate that. Yeah. Costs to society include maintaining roads, land use, road congestion, air pollution, public health, health care, and disposing of the vehicle at the end of its life. That is linked to vehicle recycling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, like, that is a whole thing, though, uh, especially with electric cars. It turns out we are real bad at getting rid of those batteries in a safe way. Mm-hmm. It's real bad at it. Uh, traffic collisions are the largest cause of injury-related deaths worldwide. So, um, just wanted to, on the side box here for car, I just noticed, uh, mm-hmm. classification, vehicle, industry, various, <laughs> yes. Pow- so I know exactly powered, yes. 
self-repelled, yes. Wheels, three to four. <clears throat> I mean, I guess you got some trike cars out there, but... Yeah, trike cars. Uh, axles, a, a two. Inventor, Carl Benz. Just, oh, I mean, of course he has car in his name. Carl. Tim, I thought you were going to mention that there are some that are powered by vegetable oil, in which you were going to mention the guy who ran his car based on fry. What was what, this? Was like three or four years ago now. Someone running who ran oh, their yeah. car based on oh yeah uh, French fry, French fry oil. Mm-hmm. Just went to went to restaurants to be like, hey, where's your old nasty oil? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to use it in my car, and uh, it's going to smell delicious. Apparently, it smelled like French fries. Yes. Yeah, actually, I would not want to live with a French fry smell surrounding me. No, it sounds terrible. It's not, it's not great. Like, like you know, working working at a McDonald's or a Burger King all day, and then coming home and your clothes smelling like that. It's not. It's not yeah. fun. It's not great. Yeah, no. I feel for for everyone who has to do that. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, what do you got? I don't know. <laughs> um, I. Not drive is uh, linked to the URL huh. says car free movement. Wait, what? Yeah, uh, high fuel taxes or cultural change may provide a strong incentive for consumers to purchase lighter, smaller, more fuel efficient cars or to not drive. Wow. Yep. Car share, carpool. What was I going to link to here? I forgot. Because there's so many links on this page, it's there are a lot. It's outstanding. Yeah, as you would expect. Oh, I remember what I was going to link on. I'm going to link to sports cars. Ooh, oh Oh, yeah, that's a type of car you want a model of. Yeah, seems right to me. We'll see. Sports. There it is. I have to. Control F sometimes to get to where you guys are going. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> yeah, it uh, it tests my ability to know whether they're gonna. Is it one word? Is it two words? Are they gonna spell? Anyway, the sleeper car. Yeah. Or sleeping car, which is a the 1933 film, just sleeping car, which I'm very curious is as to whether about it whether it's about a sleeper car or a car that is asleep. Sleepy. Uh, it's so sleepy. The sleeping car or sleeper often wagon lit. <laughs> it's just so lit. Fly, that's not what you want for a, a sleeping car. Uh, <laughs> it's a railway. Oh, it's a railway passenger car <laughs> that can accommodate okay. all passengers. Walk it off <laughs> in beds of one kind or another. <laughs> no promises. Whoa! <laughs> Primarily for the purposes of making nighttime travel more comfortable. Have you guys ever been in a sleeping car? No. no. I had it was in China. I, I have oh, how was fond that? memories. It was good. Really, my friend Casey was blowing me. And he couldn't fit in the bed. <laughs> he had to like sit. <laughs> he had to like sleep sideways the whole time. Oh no! Because he's a bigger, oh, no. a bigger guy. Um, he had to like wedge himself in and just stay there. <laughs> oh my it was gosh! Interesting. Yeah. Um, the first such type. Such cars saw sporadic use in the American rail- railroads in the 1830s. They could be configured for coach seating during the day. Some of the more luxurious types have private rooms, full and solidly enclosed rooms that are not shared with strangers, just in case you were wondering. Oof. <laughs> the first American sleeping car, the name of it? The Chambersburg. 
<laughs> what? I really like that. Yeah. I just see that. I just yeah. It's I just saw that. Is it named after someone? I no. Yeah. I, okay. Hold on. I found it. Yeah. Between Chambersburg and Harry. Oh wait. Hold on. So it was between this place, but it just got the first the one name. Is it? Do we think that it's because they were like, oh, it's like a bed chambers. Yeah, I, I thought it was like the bed chambers, but I think it's just a coincidence. Just like Pullman is just his last name, but it yeah. makes sense for trains. Um, but it's just an entire burg of these bed chambers, is what it is. I really like that. Um, so that's very good. The cultural impact of Pullman porters. One unanticipated conse- unanticipated consequence of the rise of Pullman cars in the U.S. in the 19th and early 20th centuries was their effect on civil rights and African-American culture. Each Pullman car was staffed with a uniformed porter. The majority of Pullman cars were African-American, or Pullman porters were African-Americans. While still a menial job in many respects, Pullman offered better pay and security than most jobs open to African-Americans at the time, in addition to a chance for travel, and it was a well-regarded job in the African-American community at the time. Pullman attendants, regardless of their true name, were traditionally referred to as George by the travelers. Uh, uh, The name of the company's founder, George Pullman. The Pullman Mm. Company was the largest employer of African-Americans in the United States. That's cited. I don't know what years that you know i'll check it out means um subsequently railway porters found or fought for political recognition and were eventually unionized their union the brotherhood of sleeping car porters which was established in 1925 became an important source of strength in the burgeoning civil rights uh, movement in the early 20th century notably under the leadership of a philip randolph because they moved the Wes Anderson movie about this. This is the one I want to watch. What the heck? Okay. Sorry. Because they moved about the country, Pullman porters also became an important means of communication for news and cultural information of all kinds. The African American newspaper, the Chicago Defender, gained a national circulation in this way. Porters also used to resell phonograph records bought in the great metropolitan centers, greatly adding to the distribution of jazz and blues and the popularity of the artists. So they just like trekked uh yeah new tunes around the country it's really cool that's kind of awesome yeah. holy cow uh they have to talk about open section accommodation private accommodations roomettes uh <laughs> there's this very like saucy photo of someone in a Pullman private compartment from the 1950s just this elderly man sitting there smiling as oh his oh, wife that's very creepy do not like yeah it's very strange um his wife bends over to wash her hands apparently yeah no this is very strange it's very strange she's just kind of like looking back at him and it's i just this moment is not a great moment to have captured why uh i'm trying to find i'm hoping to just find trains but i can't just find trains See, the problem is that there's just too many. Like this I could is... go to passenger train. Uh, let me look through here. Come on, trains, trains. Is there anything about Thomas? Like, is there a passenger? Is there a sleeper in Thomas the Tank Engine? No. Thomas the Tank Engine is not on here. Uh, uh, there is, in the sea also, there is a list of human habitation forms, which I'm oh, terrified of. That's what I, yeah, no. Don't need that. Um, 
I could just click on Amtrak. Uh, there's a coach here. I mean, just like configured for coach, which that's a passenger car. That's it's that's kind of yeah sideways. That might, from where that you might are get now, me closer but... to train. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to help you out. You know what I'm going to do? They were talking about high-speed trains here somewhere. Oh, were they? Oh, in okay. Japan. Japan once had many sleeping car trains, but most have been abolished because of the development of air travel, overnight bus services, and high-speed rail. There you go. So there's only two sleeper cars in Japan operating now. Dang. I'm going to click on high-speed rail. That That's sounds the, reasonable. Like, where Tim picks sport cars, which are, like, cars that you'd want to model of <laughs> like if you want a model yeah. train high-speed trains are pretty pretty much it all right is, is cool. that is that so is that like the the big deal now i think so that's what i'm saying okay. at least yeah and we're gonna stand by it uh, that's our that's the stance for our podcast now yep uh if you like if you like model trains you like the high-speed ones you can't be you know there's no other way to go uh tim let's talk about sports cars a sports car is a car designed with an emphasis on dynamic performance, such as handling, mm. acceleration, top speed, or thrill of driving. I don't think that's a measurable thing. I'm not sure either. Get the thrillometer out. <laughs> rent that at your local library. <laughs> Excuse yeah, me, I need to rent your thrillometer. <laughs> Actually, Tim, nobody's asked that for that in years. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been holding on to the thrillometer for for a long time. I know that I've just got some, you know, there there's got some return fees on it, and I'm just I'm afraid to take it back now because it's going to be so bad. <laughs> but on the other hand, uh, I can use the thrill thrillometer to measure how much of a thrill it would be to actually take it back, and you know, and face those fees. Sorry, I this was a long way to go for a, a silly joke. So, but again, this is what I do. No worries. Uh, sports cars are not usually intended to regularly transport more than two adult occupants, so most <laughs> modern sports cars are usually two-seat layout or two-plus-two layout, two smaller rear seats for children or occasional adult use. <coughs> Hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> what? That's what it says. <laughs> it does say occasional. Occasional so you... adult use. I wonder... Okay, Part of me is like, are they doing a bit here? The other part of me is like, you don't take up less space if you're only there occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like, you're it. It's still the same amount of adult. I don't <laughs> understand. It's just part part of your adult is in the back. <laughs> and we're gonna walk away. From just this a one. small amount of adult. Of adult. <laughs> All right. Sorry. And then the oh, whole, I'm sorry. The whole rest of this article is just naming off of names of sports cars. It's really hey, boring. Yeah, you guys, you guys like sports cars. Here's a sports car. Oh Here's it another goes, one. It goes all the way up, to, like it goes by years and decades and stuff. But then it ends with 2012 to present declining popularity of coupes, Ooh. and then it names two cars, and then the entire <laughs> article ends. That's oh, it. It's, yeah, it's, it doesn't it's conclude. A hard it's just we're done. There's there's only been two sports cars released since 2012, apparently. Wow, you are correct. It is just a complete hard stop into the references. Suzuki's first sports car was the 1991 to 19, 1998 Suzuki Cappuccino, who oh, uh, is my uh, I chose them as my idol in baseball. Nice. 
good. Uh, you guys, we had to explain um, Blazeball to a to a friend of ours in the game in one of our local game chats recently, and it was magical. It was it was very hard to, to I just to get them to describe, but it, it was a lot of fun. I don't know if I could describe it at this point. No. Yeah, how could you? I'm just looking back at these sports cars, and it it really is just like, hey, do you like car? How? What if we make car round? Mm-hmm. Round? R- maybe maybe wavy. Um. Yeah. What that's, if we that's make car doing. tube? <laughs> yes, that's that. That. What if you make car into tube? Are you tired of tube? How about box? <laughs> What about flat box? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Man. Oh, these these shapes are just so. As long as you can put it on some wheels, that's all. That's all you need. I just don't under. I mean, of course, this is me just being not into this particular thing. I just it's so weird to imagine that people can be into this, but people are. So, like, that's a thing, I guess. I am going to take a risk. I'm going to try to click on the Porsche 911 because that is like an iconic car. Hopefully someone nerds out about it and talks about like where it's used and where it's seen and stuff. Probably not, though. I'm probably boned. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah, Tim, uh, there are 30 uses of Porsche on this page. Mm -hmm. Oh, there it is. Yeah, you got to look for 911. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that. All right, Sky, high-speed rail. High-speed rail. Uh, we won't stay too long on this, because uh, as an American, I apparently don't care about it. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> Jokes. Uh, <laughs> HSR, oh. or high-speed rail, is a type of rail transport that runs significantly faster than traditional rail traffic. Using an integrated system of specialized rolling stock and dedicated tracks. Well, there is no single standard that applies worldwide, new lines in excess of 250 kilometers per hour, 160 miles per hour and existing lines in excess of 200 kilometers per hour or 120 uh, miles per hour are widely considered to be high speed the first high speed rail system the Takedo Shinkansen began operations in Japan in 1964 and was widely known as a bullet as a bullet train um so they operate on standard gauge tracks of continuously welded rail on grade separated right of way um, that incorporates a large turning radius in its design. They're not going to turn good. Uh, however, certain reasons with wider <laughs> legacy railways, such as Russia, have sought to develop a high speed railway network in broad gauge. Mm. Wild. They're, they're taking a lot of risks there, I guess. That does sound um, I mean, is there anything you guys want to know about high speed rail? <laughs> not not particularly, but it sounds really cool. What yeah, is I mean. what is highest speed of rail? This is enough, another oh. thing I can lord over you guys too. Oh, <laughs> have you guys ever been on a high speed? <laughs> nope. Well, I have. Um, How high was it? I'm just better at trains than both of you. You know what, Sky? You're right. Uh, okay. I'm, I, I feel I'm I feel you know diminished by the fact that that, that this is a thing that I have not experienced. Yep, you haven't lived. Uh, <laughs> all right, I've control F fastest and found yeah. maximum speed in service. 
as of 2017, so a little outdated. The fastest train, of course, has anything happened in the last few years? No, nothing good has happened. These aren't getting <laughs> no. any better. Uh, fastest trains currently in operation are the Shanghai Maglev in China, 430 kilometers per hour, 270 miles per hour. Uh, there's a bunch of CRH trains in China, 350, the SNCF, uh, TGV duplex, and a few others in France. Those go 320. Uh, the Eurostar E320 uh, goes 320 kilometers per hour in France and Great oh Britain. Uh, and then there's the <laughs> E5 series Shinkansen, E6 series Shinkansen, and H5 series Shinkansen. 320 kilometers or 200 miles per hour in japan it's the, the it's just the ones i rode no big deal uh ice <laughs> ice three class 403 406 407 uh 320 kilometers per hour 200 miles per hour and there's a bunch of other ones that don't even go 200 miles per hour why even have them on here mm. If it's not that going that fast, is it even high speed? <laughs> they have a note here. Many of these trains and their networks are technically capable of higher speeds, but they oh are capped gosh. out of <laughs> economic and commercial <laughs> considerations. Um, we could go faster, but it just sounds a little risky. And I like how it's like the cost of electricity, increased maintenance, resulting ticket price. It just gets uh, too much. <laughs> um, so what was it like? Uh, it was fast. It was fast. Okay. No. Did you have a sense for how fast you were going, or was it just like a like Both. you're being in a just a regular car? When you're so when you're in like the city parts, yeah. it's like it, it does. You can feel like the speed because there are like buildings and stuff near you. Yeah. But a lot of it was like countryside, and you just like you know everything you was kind of far off. Even though yeah. the fields were going by, you know, I didn't really have any concept of how big those fields were, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, totally. But it was neat. Very smooth. Uh, very fun. Just That sounds awesome. Great time. Maybe someday, Tim, maybe you and I someday can go yeah. on a high-speed train and be like Scott. Oh, you guys should come to Japan with us. That's It'd what you be... should do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else do we have to live for? We're not going to retire. Let's just take our retirement oh out. Gosh. Oh my gosh, Sky, where are you going from after? Here? I can't after this pandemic's done. I can't. I can't focus on this right now. Uh, I'm gonna. This is fine. Out of this right I'm now. I'm very. I'm very sorry. Um, You're fine. So here's the thing, everyone. Modeling is on here, but it's in <gasps> part of the series on rail transport, and it's in like a box at the end. Am I allowed to click on this? I'm fine it's under with definitions. It I am fine with it. Yeah. All right. You can click on modeling. All right. <laughs> Just a train car full of models. <laughs> so, uh, the Porsche uh, 911. Uh, so, the. the uh, Where is this? Okay. Uh, it traces its roots to sketches drawn by Ferdinand Bootsy Porsche in 1959. Not, yep. Hold on. What? Bootsy. B U T Z I. It is in quotation marks, so it is a nickname. Bootsy. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Uh, new car made its public debut at the 1963 Frankfurt Motor Show. Uh, it originally was designated as the Porsche 901, 
901 being its internal project number. However, French automobile manufacturer Peugeot protested on the grounds that in France it had exclusive rights to car names formed by three numbers with a zero in the middle. Thank you very much. Are you are you kidding? Nope. That's what it says. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, sorry, you can't you can't put a zero in the middle of your three of your three numbers. We own we own three numbers with a zero in the middle of Look, it. if you want to do five numbers with a zero in the middle, that's or fine. Like seven? Like seven? Like you just go if you like want to do if you want to do three numbers with a zero at the end. Or at the beginning. That's cool. At the beginning. Yeah. But in the, the middle, party. no. Uh uh-uh, uh. Yeah. Uh uh-uh, uh. We own that. Wow. Ugh. <laughs> I I just I I want to say, and that, and that was thrown out of court. And no one, you know, everyone laughed. Uh-huh. But no, here we are. <laughs> See here. Um, talking about a series, the nine six four series from nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety three. It came with airbags. It came with an AM FM cassette stereo. Oh, damn. Air conditioning and a sunroof. Interior was more basic than a standard 911 as well. For example, the interior door panels lacked the armrests and door pockets and had a simple pull strap for the opening mechanism. <laughs> oh my. Perish Only the thought. a simple... Yeah. Such a rubes... A rubes Porsche. I, there's a joke somewhere in door pockets and I'm just not getting there. Like, I know that there's there's something there that it just sounds inherently silly. This is this is a peasant's car. We do not give them the door pockets. <laughs> Thank you, Ted. Thank you for getting getting me <laughs> most of the way there. Uh, so uh, I want to get away from actually talking about cars themselves because oh my gosh, <laughs> it is it is almost. There's so, two ways I can get out of here. Um, are you remembering how Sky struggle? Yeah. <laughs> No. They mentioned Top Gear. Yeah. And they mentioned Forza Motorsport, oh the video game. <laughs> well, you would be more in your element. Not kind of like model cars. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. I'm going to go over that. I'm going to go Forza Motorsport 7. They've made at least oh seven gosh. of these. Sure, why not? They're always making new cars, mm. I guess, up until 2012 at least, though. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Rail transport modeling. Y'all, this is a page, one of the glorious like <laughs> Wikipedia pages, where it's written by people that just love this stuff, and oh, wow. it has a lot of great photos. I'm gonna share some with you. Um, there's one here where they're showing like different standard gauge track to scale, but it doesn't make <laughs> any sense because it has a man in the back of it. It's like I don't think that man is that size. Like that would be a very big, <laughs> that'd be a very big route. Well, I guess it would be, right? I guess it is like the yeah. I think size. that's what they're doing, though. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm clicking. Yeah, <laughs> what is happening? I really don't like that. Where his junk would be is just the word spur to. <laughs> I I enjoy that he's waving hello though. I mean, why why did they do that? <laughs> it's like. You know, like, this is what we, like, 
they could have put clothes on this person. Is this what they, they etch onto the to. gold record to shoot into space so the aliens know <laughs> <laughs> about the human race? And yeah, but this is how we let them know about model car, model, model trains. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so we have these, and they're regular size. They're enormous, but if they're smaller, they're the, the compared to us, they are this small. <laughs> All right, and then there's another. Why photo. are why isn't there clothing on this person? This, it makes zero sense. Here you go, Tim. Oh my gosh! Get ready for this. This is a great photo. I'm so excited, listeners. This is a photo. You know, like when you go to the fair and they have the model <laughs> trains that are like they're not as small as model model trains, but they're like bigger and they're like on a track. Like you can ride them. That's what this is, <laughs> and it's a family riding it, and none of them are happy. <laughs> This is such a good no photo. No one's happy about it. It's it's fantastic. Oh, I love this picture it's so much. It's a propane-fired 1 to 8 scale live steam train running on the on the Finnish Railway Museum's miniature track. Why is everyone so upset? None of these Finns want any of it. They're all Oh, I mean, the parents are the happiest and that's I mean, and that's middling at best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at that angry child in the back. Just staring at the camera, just like, how dare you take this photo of us when we're trapped on this very small train? It's tough. You could get off and walk faster than it, I bet. Oh my gosh. Model railway disease. What is this? Hmm? Warning. Contagious. Model railway disease. Adult males very susceptible. Oh, Oh, wow. You know, wow. you know who had who had this. Did we talk about this last time? We, this this was the magical thing that happened at the end of the Rod last Stewart. episode. Yes, yeah, Rod Stewart. <laughs> right. Yes, the thing that blew my mind for several hours after. Rod, those quotes from him. We're not gonna. We probably won't go over that again. But that was so good. Oh, I. Long story short, Rod Stewart really likes model trains to the point that he brings them with him when he's touring. And someone is hired to transport them so that he can continue to work on model trains while he is touring. Oh my gosh, it was it was magical. It's just wonderful. Oh my gosh. Oh, they have a list of railroad related periodicals. Yes, I'm clicking that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Alright, let's check out what are these what are the names of some of these um United States periodicals. Oh, they're not fun. I thought they would be <laughs> puns. Instead, they're like live stream and outdoor railroading. Ugh. Okay. Model, model railroad. I can't say that word. Modern, model. <laughs> Gosh. I, I feel like I'm losing my mind here. Model railroader. <laughs> why, is, why is that difficult to say? Um. Oh, the narrow gauge and short line gazette, though that that's that that's good. That's nice. Yeah, that feels that feels <laughs> railroad man's magazine. <laughs> oh, I feel like there's a story there. Railway age. Oh, and tall timber short lines. Just that's the name of the that's the name of the magazine. Just tall timber short lines. Uh, again, not my favorite friends of the table character though. Oh my gosh. Guys, there's one just called Trains. That's the that's the name of the magazine. Just trains. Just trains. Not not just trains, although just, it should be. Just trains. It's it's the word trains. I wish it was just trains. 
I'm so disappointed in these. These should be much funnier. It's true. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got. I'm looking through these, and they're just they're not as exciting as I was hoping. Steam days. I mean. Okay, Tim. I know what I got. We're living. Into. We're living. We're living in Steam days. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, uh, Modern locomotives illustrated is good. That's decent. Oh, there's one just called Rail, which. Mm. <laughs> It's just okay. Just rail. Yeah. All right. Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else we need to talk about here? They're model trains, man. I do like how it says the earliest model <laughs> railways were the carpet railways of the 1840s. Electric trains appear around the start of the 20th century, but these were crude likenesses. Model trains today are more Whoa. realistic in addition to being much more technologically <laughs> advanced. Oh my gosh, what a slam on Today, modelers create model railway layouts, if you please, often recreating oh. real locations and periods throughout history. Oh, this is just one of the best pages on Wikipedia we've come across in a long time. Yeah. All right. Uh, Australia's magazines are much better. Um, they have one called Roundhouse, which that's good. Uh, Queensland has the Sunshine, Sunshine Express. Oh. Uh, Catch Point, which I don't understand, but I like better. It at least feels more abstract. Uh, there's Oh, there's one here called Green Over Red in Australia. That's solid. I like that. And then tracking, Track and Signal is good, too. All right. Yeah. Uh, oh, Narrow Gauge Down Under. Mm. Very, okay. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Australia does this better than us. I'm, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put it out there. That's true. <laughs> they make, they have better railway, uh, the better model train magazines in Australia. That's just what it is. Uh, there's a whole section here on weathering. Uh, there are many weather techniques that include, but are not limited to painting, sanding, breaking, and even the use of chemicals to cause corrosion. Some processes become very creative depending on the skill of the modeler. For instance, several steps may be taken to create a rusting effect to ensure not only the proper coloring, but also proper texture and luster. Goodness. Weathering purchased, model, weathering purchased models is common. At the least, weathering aims to reduce the plastic-like finish on scale models. The simulation of grime, dust, rust, dirt, and wear adds realism. Some modelers simulate fuel stains on tanks or corrosion on battery boxes. In some cases, evidence of accidents or repairs may be added, such as dents or freshly painted replacement parts, and weathered models can be nearly indistinguishable from their prototypes <laughs> if, from their prototypes when photographed appropriately. <laughs> Very into it. So here's the thing. Oh. Talking about model trains everywhere, model cars, not so much. Actually, no. actually model cars is on this page. Is it really? It is on scale modeling at the bottom where we're not allowed in. So <gasps> instead, I'm going to be clicking. Yeah, no, on... it's it's pretty. Yeah, yeah. It, that one's no good. I'm going to click on scale models. <laughs> good. I I will say, I, and and again, I don't want to come off as like us making fun of this specifically. I I enjoy when people are into things and just like unabashedly enjoy it. So like that's that's fun. Yes, it's fun that people are very into a thing. Yes, and then write about um, it on Wikipedia. Oh, I love that's it. That's the it's, secret. It's one of the things I, I enjoy about doing this show the most. 
All right, Tim. <laughs> Speaking of people writing about things they love, yep. Forza Motorsport Seven specifically, a 2017 racing video game developed by Turn Ten Studios and published by Microsoft Studios, serving as the tenth installment in the Forza series. What? That doesn't. That's not. There's what? also there's Forza Motorsport, and then there's Forza Horizon. So okay, that still only takes you to nine. There was only two Horizons? Oh, maybe I miss a... <laughs> okay, no, I just there's, don't know. There's three, there's, know. there's three Forza Horizon <laughs> games, Kyle. I'm so confused. Occam's Razor, my friend. Why are we Why are we too fast to furiousing this? What the heck? Uh, the game does not feature any Toyota and Lexus production road vehicles due to licensing issues between the manufacturer and most non-Japanese video game developers that started in 2017. Only the company's selected race and pre-customized vehicles, including three Camry NASCARs, <laughs> the Eagle Mark III, the Arctic Trucks Hilux AT38, <laughs> Toyota T100, SR5 Trophy Trucks, and the Subaru BRZ are featured. Then Land Cruiser Prado AT37 Arctic Trucks featured via DLC. But aside from Amazing. that, Toyota and Lexus have no cars in this game. <laughs> I just want to met this. Wow. Okay. Uh, Forza Motorsport Seven received generally favorable reviews. That's mm-hmm. in quotes, according to the review aggregator Metacritic. In Game Informer's Reader's Choice of Best 2017 Awards, the game took the lead, for best racing game, while it tied in third place with Slime Rancher for best Microsoft game. <laughs> Cited twice there. I just. I just really like that, you know, they have to, they can be like, oh yeah, we're the best racing game. Yeah, absolutely killed it in that. It, uh, but just the best over, like, uh, you know, Slime, Slime Rancher, we're, you know, we tied with them. It, you know, it's good. It's good. It yeah. uh, it apparently had, was nominated twice by the National Academy of Video Game Trade Reviewers Award for performance in a sports game. Uh, by Joseph Joseph Newgarden and Ken Block were each individually nominated for this category, which apparently has enough real people performing in sports games each year too. <laughs> um, oh, it's very good. Joseph Newgarden won. I am. Uh, I'm going to click on racing video game. Yeah, that's a, that seems reasonable. I think that could potentially get me to something I can use. Oh yeah, yeah I, I actually can think of a couple things you could use. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Sky Scale Model. Scale model, model is most generally a physical representation of an object that maintains accurate relationships between all important <laughs> aspects of the model, although absolute values of the original properties need not be reserve, preserved. I re- okay. I want to point out from the jump here that they that they completely invalidate their own thing within one sentence. Yeah. First. All, all important, important aspects. aspects. So, like, you decide which ones are the important ones. Well, and then also, it doesn't really make make a difference if the original properties are even. You know, who cares? Mm, see, here's the thing, though. You right. have to maintain the aspects, but the absolute oh, values of those aspects. Oh, you don't necessarily need to preserve them. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so you're saying that you have to. I have to care about the ratio, but if it's not quite the same ratio throughout, I can. That's okay. You need to have all the all the things there, but if the ratio is not one to one, it's fine. 
So if so if the size if if the train is the size of a man, yes. Or yeah, so it, it it's fine, but also and the steering wheel is uh, very very tiny. The steering wheel of the train, you know. <laughs> you know the train steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the steering It's like tinier than in a regular train. It has a horn. Has the horn goes beep beep. beep. <laughs> yep, they definitely the horn goes toot toot. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's very That's how you know <laughs> it's, it's, very... it's a train and not a car. <laughs> Iconic. Iconic sound that trains make. Toot. Chugga, chugga, chugga. Toot, toot. This enables it to demonstrate some behavior or property of the original object without examining the original object itself. Wow. The most familiar scale models represent uh, the physical appearance of an object in miniature, but there are many other kinds. Okay. What? <laughs> Scale models are used in many fields. Oh, go ahead. Uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm reading about fluid dynamics. Oh. I'm sorry. I thought there was an actual, like, agreed upon number for what the what a scale model is. And I was about to be very upset. Well, to be a true scale model, all relevant aspects must be accurately modeled, such as material properties, so that the model's interaction with the outside world is reliably related to the original object's interaction with the real world. That's what you were looking for is like the true. So what's okay. So fine, fine. Let's say I agree that with that hypothesis of, you know, that there's a true scale model that, that, uh, that, you know, matches what's in the real world. What, what's one that doesn't then what, what is, is that just a toy in that case? Or is that a, is that a a sketch or what, what what was that? What do you call one that isn't? (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah you know what that's probably that's probably that's exactly what they would say like oh it's no that's just a model that's not a scale model i oh boy there's structural no, no models our way out of this yeah there's model aircraft um you can do building you can do anything guys <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole buses and trucks section a whole car section uh yeah. construction vehicles has its own thing there's a whole thing on railways robots love to make tiny robots mm-hmm. um also giant ones oh that train, that train is here oh, no. <laughs> so good <laughs> that, that same tra- that same uh finished train photo is here yeah there's miniatures in contemporary art <laughs> i just want to read the start of this sentence for the robot section Due to, fan- due to the fantasy nature of most anime robots and the necess- necessary simplicity of cell animated designs, mecha robots lend themselves to stylized work, improvisations, and simple scratch builds. That's just a great line. That's good. It's just a, it's just a really good line. Living creatures? <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Models of living creatures requiring assembly are not as common as single-piece units, <laughs> but certainly not unheard of. Oh, no! <laughs> Um, I like the but certainly not unheard of though. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think I'm just gonna click on the cars, right? Yeah, I think you click on the cars. Skeleton kits often have unique features such as glow in the dark pieces or attachable organs. It says again, dinosaurs are popular are a popular subject for such models. As though the writer of this is getting tired of you asking, "Hey, are dinosaurs a popular subject for for living yes, creature models?" Yes, they are. Yes, they're again. Please. I as I said, sometimes times. they have glow in the dark bones. 
Stop asking me, please. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Yes, guy, you are clicking on model cars. Congratulations. Thanks. It's all topsy-turvy here. Yeah. In your face, yeah, Tim, I win this one. I <laughs> I pretended to lose my recording so I could... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. No, I'm just kidding. The ruse. Uh, the ruse. <laughs> Tim, yes. would, you like to, uh, would you like to speak about racing video game? A little bit. A little bit about really? racing okay, video game. It. Just a bit. Um, this okay. page is actually uh, impressively varied. It's not just about car racing games. Uh, it talks about the history of a lot of vehicular racing games, uh, such as in 1976, Sega released Motocross, rebranded as Fonz in the U.S. <laughs> as a tie-in for the popular sitcom Happy Days. Wow. You've got to be kidding nope. me. Nope. They have a wow. picture of the cabinet. It, wow. And it's just, wow. it's just called Fonz. <laughs> Wow. I mean, you think motocross would be like a decent name, right? Yeah. Uh, the first uh, Rally X in 1980, Namco's overhead view driving game, was the first game to feature background music. Wow. Yep. In 19. Although. Yeah. Yeah, although I can imagine that because, like, it. That, again, that's something that is part of the experience of driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, I could see that being like a thing that they were like, no, we have to do this. Yeah. Uh, in 1983, Kaneko produced Roller Aces, a roller skating racer. <laughs> um, 1986, Sega produced Outrun, one of the most graphically impressive games of its time. Hmm. It used two Motorola 68,000 CPUs for its 2D sprite-based driving engine. Wow. Notable for gaming player, the, a non-linear choice of which route to take, where do you want to crash and lose. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. 1987 Square released Rad Racer, one of the first stereoscopic 3D games. It's kind of nice to see that like a lot of racing games actually did newer stuff too like they were used as vehicles uh i didn't mean that uh but you know they were used to sort of push other technical advances yeah that is pretty cool uh and i mean lucky two is mentioned in here wow which is always great uh nintendo released super mario kart but it was known that it was pseudo 3d racing here it has items to affect players from racing, and the referee, Lakitu, will help you out to know the rules and rescue racers from falling down. Aww. <laughs> Who wrote that? <laughs> I didn't know he that helped you weird. with the rules. I guess he's like, you can't go yet until this turns green. Yeah, and I but, suppose if you're going the wrong way, yeah. like mm-hmm. it, there's a little pew, pew, pew. But rescue racers who have fallen down? Well, I have. <laughs> My go kart fell down, help. Help, Lucky Two. There's a broken link here. This oh, page, no. this page needs a little bit of a uh, little bit of TLC. Little uh, some maintenance. Yeah, got like so broken nice. code within just, within the article. Just needs a needs a tune up. Yep, it does absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it then. 
I am. Uh, I'm good. Congratulations, Sky. <laughs> Thanks. All right. We don't need to talk about model cars any more than we did last time, uh, except for the fact that, again, this led us to talking about Rod Stewart really enjoying model trains. And you guys need to seriously go read about this. It's very good. Yeah. If you Google Rod Stewart trains, like one article will come up and it'll have all the quotes you ever need. <laughs> it's just, I think, I really do think like I spent like a good half hour after that episode just like reading about it. And I think I found like a video or something on YouTube. I'm like, what? I did what? not know about this. And it's great. Yeah. It's pretty great. You know what? What That's else is great, great is uh, the rest of our episodes. Uh, and if you if you like the you know if you want to hear more of them, it would be really easy to do uh, to to find them uh, just by going on iTunes or you know uh, Stitcher or Google Play or anywhere that you get your your podcast you can find us. If you happen to do that, um, you can uh, maybe leave us a review. That would be very cool of you if you did that. Um, you can also check us out on our website at wskbcast.blogspot.com. And on Twitter at WSKBcast. Um, you can go to Facebook, but I would I could tell you to go to Facebook, but don't. It's just not worth nope. it. Uh, also, all of our funny stuff is on Twitter anyway. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, guys, I, I've had a lot of fun doing this remix. Uh, this has been a this has been a good time. And neither of you went close enough that I had to, to do a random page for you, and I was really hoping. You know, I you know, someday, someday we'll get a chance to do that again. I mean, Tim almost mm-hmm. did. <laughs> exact, very nearly, very exact nearly. Exact thing that I did. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, it just, it came very close. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, so it's pretty late. I think I'm going to just uh, pull down the bunk here in this Pullman. And uh, I think I'm just going to, you know, uh, get to get to sleep. So I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. I, I, just stay on your side of the car if you don't mind. All right. Fine. Oh, I, I'm going to play I, with the window. I don't even know how to respond to that. Okay. All right. Good night, you guys. Good, Good night. night. Zip. Zap. Zap. Fantastic. Nice job, everyone. All, All right. right. That's, the, that's the whole podcast. Let's go. All right. We did it. Um, while we are here, I would like to make certain that, uh, one, everyone's recording to the correct device or from the correct device. And two, that it is recording. Yep. Yep. I got the blue snowball. <laughs> um. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to reference that the in audacity when you when you talk it makes like a little blue like spiky wave. I thought you were going to be like I got the blue spiky wave going on. Always good to have. Yeah, everyone likes a blue spiky yep. wave. <laughs> is, is that like the 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 even more hardcore 2018 version <laughs> of the 2016 blue wave? <laughs> now yes, it's spiky. Exactly it now it's out for blood. <laughs> as it should exactly. be yeah take no prisoners uh be gay to crimes